And welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, August 6th, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this live broadcast every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern right here at WDW Radio Live. And if you visit WDWRadio.com, you can also subscribe to the podcast Read our blog, check out our videos, get our newsletter, go to the discussion forums, check out upcoming events, and shop to get my trivia books, 102 Ways to Save Money, 4 at Walt Disney World book, the audio tours, and lots more. Again, you can find everything over at wdwradio.com. I am so excited for tonight's show. I want to get right into it because it has been a Big Geek Week. If you are a Disney fan and a movie fan and a sci-fi... Look, if you're a geek, this was a big week for you and me because clearly I am a geek and, and I wear it proudly. You may have heard about this little film called Guardians of the Galaxy, which has already brought in more than $100 million domestically. Now, let's, let's do some math. It cost about $170 million to make... It made $160.4 million worldwide in just three days. Yeah, it kind of rocked. A uh, relatively unknown property, instantly a fan favorite, brilliant on the marketing end. I applaud Disney. You know, going back to that teaser trailer when they had John C. Riley, even he, even the characters in the movie admitting they don't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Then the later trailers showing that it really is going to be this big sci-fi epic, which it was. It was fun. It was funny. They introduced Rocket Raccoon and Groot, who have captured the hearts of geeks worldwide. Again, brilliant marketing. Worked wonders. And more importantly, I think most importantly, the film delivered on its promise and then some. It was a blast. Kids liked it. Adults liked it. Geeks, non-geeks liked it, no matter what it was. And and I think something else happened, too, that I watched over those three, four, five days. They really, there, there was a lot of proof here that brands and are really sort of no longer in complete control of their message. And what I mean by that is that the most important and I think the most powerful marketing that happened for this film was done by word of mouth or word of tweets or word of status updates. Hashtag I am Groot. People were in love and are in love and wanted to spread the word about this film and also see it again themselves. Marvel, you have done it again and again. And Bob Iger, you, sir, my friend, have done it again. Marvel is the new Pixar, right? Once again, knocking it out of the park over and over again and raising the bar even higher. Bob Iger, your legacy, I've said this for years, is not just in the exponential growth of this company, but the incredible acquisitions you have made. You are a game changer. And speaking of Bob Iger and legacy and, oh, some pretty good science fiction movies, again, Big Geek Week, because in a conference call with analysts this past Tuesday, Bob Iger, not only, first of all, not only did Disney have a monster day with the earnings just crushing expectations, showing that the future is even brighter for this company, but Bob Iger revealed and kind of confirmed to those people who were speculating 
that the Walt Disney Company is going to be developing new attractions based on George Lucas's Star Wars franchise. Now, currently, visitors to Disney parks around the world will only find Star Tours in uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. That flight simulator that was developed back in the 80s again with George Lucas himself. But maybe as early next year, maybe even ahead of the release of Episode 7, directed by J.J. Abrams, which is coming out December 18th, certain Disney parks, and Bob Iger didn't say which ones, are going to be updated with new Star Wars attractions. And you never know, there may even be plans for an entire area or land of a theme park dedicated to the world of Star Wars. Now, the first look at what some of these attractions are going to be are most likely going to be revealed next year, as he said during the conference call, while as they were sort of reporting their results. So uh, obviously the easy speculation, this is not rocket science here, is that I think we'll either see announcements at D23 Expo, which is August 14th through the 18th at the Anaheim Convention Center, or possibly even more likely at Star Wars Celebration. That's April 16th through the 19th, 2015, also at Anaheim Convention Center. I think no matter what, you're going to get a taste of the Star Wars Disney marriage coming to both of those events, which again may also not just increase the geek quotient, uh, but may also um, increase attendance to those events as well. Watching people in the box losing their minds collectively in a good way. Somebody said, if it if that ha- love triple X says if that happens, there is nothing else to live for. WW something something 2009 said Star Wars Land would be awesome at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Kyle Fisher notes Disney stock was up two dollars per share today. Moja 10S says it's the start of a new era, and you're right. And um, the important thing to know too is that's not just wait. There's more because other brands acquired by the studio, like Indiana Jones, of which I am a monstrous favorite, uh, are also expected to inspire new attractions for the parks as well. So right now, Indiana Jones has the stunt show at Walt Disney World and the little dig site and shop. And out in Disneyland, they have the Indiana Jones adventure, much like the dinosaur attraction here. What we think we're going to see is more of Indiana Jones, a revitalization of that attraction, which again still has very long legs, still has a very huge fan base. And look, you know, increasing the presence of popular films and franchises is definitely a way to drive more visitors and traffic into the parks. Iger said that when new attractions are attached to a franchise, the likelihood of success is greater. He said, quote, when we, go the star, when we grow the Star Wars presence, which we will do significantly, you will see better bets being made that will pay off for us than were made in the past. And look, this is obviously not new. This is something that has worked and paid off huge dividends in the past. For example, most recently, July 10th, the company opened up a new area of Disneyland Paris dedicated to Ratatouille, a 4D simulator, the only one of its kind, a great way to sort of not only be a part of that film, but experience something you can't get anywhere else. There's also a restaurant, a merchandise shop going to be there too. Also, too, uh, again, with that very sort of uniquely Parisian style feel and flair to it. Elsewhere, obviously, Toy Story, Hong Kong, and Paris. Cars out in Disneyland, at Disney California Adventure, part of a $1 billion investment in the revitalization of DCA, hugely successful in attracting visitors to those parks. 
And obviously, the recent acquisition of Avatar is only going to continue that trend. We're expecting things uh, based on the James Cameron film to start showing up possibly as early as late next year, early 2016. And I think looking towards the future, and again, geeks like myself excited about this, new attractions based on the Marvel superheroes can also be introduced. As like Bob Iger said, the possibilities are nearly endless because now they no longer have to go to license any of these characters from third parties. They own them all. Again, Bob Iger, Acquisitions, Muppets, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, the, the marriage with James Cameron, really a very, very exciting time if you are a geek. And again, I see a lot of people in the chat room, very excited. Husker Tony says, Geek Meter is just about to overload. I agree. And I think, uh, and I've said this for years, and I believe this because I trust this company. The most exciting part of, of this and these announcements is what we don't know yet, what we haven't seen yet, and what they are planning. But I want to know from you, the resident geek or non-geek, first of all, what's your reaction to this? But more importantly, what would you like to see? In terms of Star Wars specifically, what would you like to see? Where would you like to see it, as in what park? What kind of attractions would you like to see? What kind of a restaurant would you like to see? What part of the Star Wars universe, in terms of locations, would you like to see represented? Is it Tatooine? Is it Naboo? Is it Coruscant? I want you to comment. If you're watching on on YouTube, please comment there. And if you're not watching on YouTube, go subscribe over at youtube.com slash Radio. I will definitely be commenting there along with you. You can also tweet me at Lou Mangiello and visit facebook.com slash Radio and comment there as well. Again, huge, huge week, huge future in store for Disney fans, Star Wars fans, Marvel fans, whatever it may be. Uh, again, I love sort of the direction things are taking. So that is going to do it for this week's show. I'm going to stay on, hang out, and chat with you guys some more. If you're watching this recorded, please come back and join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking some more with everybody who is in the box. And if you're watching live, you are a box person. Beatrice Feeney, you're right. This is huge. Uh, lots of good stuff every single week again over at www.radiolive.com. I am Lou Mangiello. Thanks so very much for watching. So until next time, I am Groot. Groot.